really no separation though. You know, it's hip hop is the platform. Hip hop is the vehicle, right? But you know, you can have the flyest car, but where you going? You know what I'm saying? You can have a Rolls Royce and Maybach or whatever the car, you know, quote unquote, that's the metaphor of hip hop. But where are we going in the car? And to me, that's the substance part. You know what I'm saying? What is, I could get the microphone, but what is important to talk about, right? It's not just rhyming some words, but how, what are, what what's the uh, intention behind it? We, you know, we say, Rakim said, MC mean what? Move the crowd, right? Move the crowd what? Backwards. Move the crowd forward, upward, onward. You know what I mean? So. Welcome everyone to another episode. It's a special episode of the Heartwood Podcast. I'm your host, or one of the co-hosts actually, Dr. Thomas Richard Easley, AKA the Hip Hop Forester. And I'm here with my co-host, Bennett Alupo. And we are both glad to be talking to someone who is really significant to both of us. I just want to say this, uh, this individual is one of the reasons I love hip hop. This individual is actually also another reason I love being from the South. This individual is the reason that I became a vegetarian, okay? And I'm still more of a plant-based eater now 22 years later. And this individual is the reason that I got back into long distance running here in the last two months, all right? Yes, and I'm talking about none other, everyone, than outstanding revolutionary, outstanding critical thinker, and a half of one of the best hip hop duos ever, Dead Press. I'm talking to none other than Stickman. So thank you for being here. Thank you for your time. How you I, doing this morning? I say, I say, man, I'm grateful to be here with you, brothers. Um, very, very, very humble and grateful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And for real, I know, I know you said for, for real. I'm just I'm holding up this book, everyone. The, the, the title of the book is The Five Principles. A Revolutionary Path to Health, Inner Wealth, and Knowledge of Self. And I'm holding it up. Please get the book. It'll save your life. I have two copies, one that's in hand that I've read like the Bible, and one that's in my phone as I was running. Literally, it got me back into running. Uh, and so um, I really do appreciate you. And thank you for, for, for publishing this text. And thank you for sharing your life with the world. Because I, you know, as I follow you on Instagram too, and you graciously replied back to me, you know, a few years back. And uh, I know it's not always easy to have your life out there in front of the world. So also thank you for letting us into your life. And like I said, thank you for being here. Right on, man. Uh, all right. Well, I got I have questions here for you, but I'm going to try to do them stick and more like a conversation. Okay, okay. As best as I can. All right. Now. Okay. One. Oh man, this is this one. Okay. All right. I feel like I'm a hip hop historian and I'm, and I'm talking to a pillar in hip hop right now. So I'm very happy to be doing this. Question number one is about your book. And it's about, because uh, you, you to, to me, you really deeply represent and are always your family culture. You talked about that a lot in the book and speaking about your dad, uh, Montu, representing hip hop because you live that, you are a major contributor to that. But then we're going to get into the subgenre that you founded, which is fit hop. And so then you have this, uh, you know, big health, uh, not, I don't say it like that. I'm, it's significant. It's almost if it was like a three-headed king, you have all three, family, hip hop, health. And so first question I have for you is, after reading your book, you learn how to improve your health from others, but you also did your own trial and error. 
Okay, you talked you talked about that. And then today, where the environment is struggling, I'm gonna start there because of our activity. And some communities may be estranged because of past history. What are ways that you think we could address people and bring them into a discussion? I'm gonna say around the environment. Mm. Right on. Um, well, there's there's definitely, uh, at least in my my experience, there's definitely a, a disconnect with environmental issues, and let's let's just say um, other urban issues. Right. Um, I feel like people feel like it's a luxury to focus on. Um, too many people feel like it's a luxury to focus on. You know, the climate or, you know, uh, the the natural environment, you know, when, you know, police brutality is, is you know, what it is and, and you know, the incarceration and the unemployment and just capitalism and imperialism and everything that it's doing. And there's like a disconnect, it's a separation. Um, and I think um, one of the things that's helpful is that we start to educate ourselves and each other around how all these things are intertwined and how the uh, environment <clears throat> is, is a result. The condition of the environment is a result of these other political choices and capitalism and imperialism and all these things that's happening um, and how that trickles back um, into that cycle. You know, um, how, how our connection even to like, you know, the motherland, just the exploitation of uh, the land and the resources for capitalist ex, you know, expansion, you know. Um, so I think, um, you know, and I'm a, you know, I'm a white belt to, to, uh, the environmentalist, uh, movement in terms of having, having that ammunition to arm people. But I think, um, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's key because our environment is what powers us. You know what I'm saying? Our inner environment and our external environment. So I think um, it's our job, and especially the environmentalist uh, leaders, you know, to, to bridge that gap, you, to use culture, use hip hop, use, you know, platforms like this, you know, and, and, and kind of like tie that, those issues and that information to other relevant issues and show those connections. And I think more people will will tap in and tie into it. I understand that. Um, I, uh, matter of fact, I'm going to take your answer sir, and then turn over to Benny real quick. Okay. Some of that, okay, you said how all of the issues are like intertwined. I, I remember when I was when I was at Yale, we um, we did an environmental justice initiative um, in the city. And we went to an alternative high school. So to a school where people basically got expelled or kicked out. And so now they're having to get their education here. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about environmental justice, but, our, but, but my students at the time were using terms more like talking about climate change and air quality. Mm -hmm. And you could tell that the people were kind of like a little dis, disengaged, a little you know, disenfranchised, like, hmm. And I remember, because I, I, I'm the one who did it, I'm not trying to brag, but I did it and I went, air quality is now what's touching the people. How many people here struggle with asthma? Okay. Right, and as soon as I said that, it was like, 
the posture changed. Everybody was like, oh yeah, my son has that. A family member has that. And then we were able to bring them into that discussion and then start talking about how their living is actually tied to other, as you said, other political choices that are made really without you. Not, you know, it's about you, but it's not with you. And mm -hmm. so, you know, and so we got to see that firsthand. And then, and of course, you know, having the students there, you know, who understand EJ a lot, but they just hadn't, at the, and and in that moment, they did it after that. You know, they hadn't communicated it in a way that then brings people to the table and keeps them there, and vice versa. Then the people had to speak back to them to keep them at the table. So mm -hmm. I, I definitely, you know, feel you on that. Here's something I, I want. I want to say though. Okay, see, hip hop. Okay, like the Lupe song, hip hop saved my life. Artists like you are the reason that I do things that I do. Like when you were talking about martial arts in this lovely book, I was like, man, this man about to make me go take Taekwondo again. I don't believe this. I remember when I listened to day schools, as I'm getting my master's degree, I was kicking myself in the butt at the same time. I'm like, mm, they own it. Um, I want to ask about fit hop now, you know, but, um, but before I even give it like a real question, how, how did you know? I know you talked about it some in the book, but I, I think that, you know, we could talk about how did you know that I created a subgenre? I had established something that is a part of what I've what brought me in, but now I got something that other people want. Mm -hmm. Well, I started playing around, you know, fit hop, I'll just say, you know, it's just really another way to look at it like healthy gangster rap. You know what I mean? It's it's like it's something that was born out of um uh a passion for uh, training, you know what I'm saying? And wanting um, affirmation music for martial arts, for running, for hitting the gym. And, um, you know, we, we all listen to, uh, you know, hip hop, you know, for the strength of it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, it ain't nothing like the, the feeling and the energy of hip hop, no matter what we talking about on it, is a certain energy. And you take that to the gym, it, it, you use that like a supplement. <clears throat> but the problem is, a lot of the some of the strongest music and the beats, um, what people is talking about on it, you know, you also taking that in as a supplement, right? So it's it's kind of like having a, a you know a green juice with some Hennessy in it. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? We we defeating the purpose. So, um, and a lot of sisters use hip hop. You know what I'm saying? To, to, get their bodies how they want it and whatnot. And then they got to hear, you know, bitch, 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 this, 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 you know what I'm saying? So for me, I I, I felt like Fit Hop is something that could uh, fill a void uh, where we want something strong and and and, and, um, and inspiring, right? But we but we want the, the language to be encouraging and we want it to be about the actual lifestyle. So for uh, and I wanted that for my own self, for my own training, and it didn't exist. Like I would listen to instrumentals, you know what I'm saying? I would listen to rock, you know, Rocky theme, Eye of the Tiger, you know, other genres, but within hip hop, it didn't exist. And so uh, I started playing around with it early with Dad Prez with songs like uh, Way of Life, 50 in the Clip, you know what I'm saying? Even Be Healthy, you know what I mean? But I hadn't looked at it like a, its own thing, you know, uh, while, you know, it was just like something within Dad Prez, one of our table of contents. And um, it was really years after RBG, uh, Revolutionary Boy Gangsta album, 
I was long story short, I was in um, I was kind of in a slump about where I wanted to go creatively. Um, and what, you know, I had a lot of, lot of my uh, ideologies that I had learned young, you know, 16, 17 years old in uh, the isms and the isms and schisms. Like I was, I was, I was growing and I was growing out of them boxes in a lot of ways. And so I wasn't motivated. I wasn't uh, in the same way to make music. And um, I was, I was sitting in my studio I had my altar, my grandpops. I talk about it in the book. Um, and um, it spoke to me, man. Like if, if you do your shrine work, if you, if you talk to your ancestors, you know, it, it, it feeds you and, it, and it, it'll bring you to where you need to be. And um, something said, you know, create something around running. You know what I mean? And, and I had never had that thought, right? Never had, it, it was different than like, we made way of life and whoopie whoop. But this was then because running then create something about yoga, you know. So running became runners high, yoga, yoga mat, so forth, right? And then and I start seeing this chamber, this lane, um, and and I created that that first record, the workout, the first Fit Hop album, in just a couple of weeks, man. It, it, it was it was just like pouring out, and and I realized I made this for me to go on my headphones, they push me. And, and I was like, maybe somebody else could get the same thing out of it. And, and it became its own distinct um, expression. Uh, last thing I'll say is uh, a, a, a great elder, uh, friend of our family, Baba Jim, he, who has passed RIP. He, um, he said something to me about, he was a bit, he, he's tough on music. Like he's a, he's a, military-minded African scholar, right? And so hip-hop, the, the language in hip-hop, he's tough on it, right? So, but he always was a fan of Dad Prez, and he would always say, we could use your music more if your language didn't um, prevent it to be in certain places. You know what I mean? He was like, the young cats need to hear this, but certain language y'all use, it, it gets in the way. And so I made a promise to him before he passed that the fit hop music, I would leave the profanity out. It would be no N word and, and uh, still strong as ever, but um, so just so that it could penetrate, you know what I mean? And so, you know, fit hop is, is its own thing because it was intentional, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, I was, yeah. And the vibrations, like the what you hear just sinks in, like it sinks in and you carry it with the with you, whatever you're doing. Mm. When I'm writing, it's something if you hear like the negative energy, it can mm. seep into whatever you're doing. If you're meditating, your thoughts change depending mm. on what music you're listening to. Uh, and like what you're saying about being able to play music at certain places. Like, I remember working at the rec I worked at a rec center during undergrad, and it'll be fresher not being able to play rap or hip hop in a mm -hmm. gym where that energy like is needed from that music mm -hmm. and it was just a big barrier to be able to play it on a loudspeaker yeah. or in a place where everybody could hear it and have it motivate them so it's it's needed like that type of music is needed i was just gonna say and i understand like one of my principles just as a man is lead by example because um it's easier said than done, you know what I mean? Because, you know, 
the culture is what it is and, and hip hop trends and patterns and what's popping and what's, you know, what's hot at the time, that usually leads, you know, what most of the artists are doing. You know what I mean? So, you know, to to really just see a need for something um, and, and attempt to deliver that, you know what I'm saying? It's easier said than done. But I, I, I was uniquely built to make fit hop um, just based on my background, my interests, you know what I mean? Um, I've been rapping for since fifth grade. You know, I've been martial artist over 10 years, long distance running, running coaching, um, you know, meditating, yoga, the lifestyle, you know, is is there. And it's just, well, in a, but a lot of hip hop artists, I will say this, are, um, are recognizing that. They are recognizing the value of hitting that gym and, and drinking your water and, you know, but but don't necessarily have a had an intention or the heart at this point to talk about that in the subject of what they're doing. You they'll they'll do it for to to keep their career and be have longevity and look good on stage and all that type of shit. But what what gets said in the music is just let me just feed you, you know, what the algorithm says I need to feed you. Let me keep, you know, selling you this. Even 50 Cent he admitted at one time, like, you know, 50 Cent is in great shape. You know, he take care of himself. Um, but he was like, he don't drink, he don't smoke. But that's what people want to buy. That's what, what they want to hear. So he's like, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll write songs as if I'm drinking and smoking to sell it to you. Meanwhile, I take care of my body. I feel like that's backwards. You know what I'm saying? So... Intentionality is what I can I, I can respect, like in which has always been in your music, even on the manhood album. Like you're talking about, you know, what we need to mature, how we need to be, how we need to treat others. And I think about like, you know, I mean, and it was it's, it's fascinating how individuals like yourself always like around folks like you know, common, you know, Talib or Yasin Bay, like you all have this um, you know, not just intention, but jewels and gems throughout your whole career. And I even saw recently, you had a picture on Instagram with a Method Man. He also, after you all though, you know, is not cursing his music anymore, you know, his lyrics, and he's not using it. And I'm like, wow, and I'm, and it becomes easier for me who listened to you all as a kid to almost feel like I can continue to grow with you, you know, and still be inspired by you. So I'm still, I was, like I said, in, in thanks mode. And with that, I have another question for you, sir. As an entertainer and artist, you have strongly impacted hip hop culture. Now with Fit Hop, you know, what kind of messages are accessible through this type of music that can inspire creating opportunities to do something else or address an issue? You kind of already alluded to it. You know, you said it was made for me. It's like, I am in this space. But I just wonder what other type of messages can we give, you know, people through this subgenre that you created? Through, through Fit Hop, yeah, man. Yes, my is that artists of all genres, you know, hip hop and otherwise, rock, you know what I mean? Um, I'm a piano, you know what I mean? Whatever genres um, of music that, uh, that we're making that move people, right? Is that we just add elements and concepts of wellness. You know what I'm saying? Like um, every individual would have their own unique fit hop expression. It's kind of like, <clears throat> If people who, my martial artists out there who are familiar with Bruce Lee, right? One of my great inspirations. <clears throat> yes. So Bruce Lee, 
you know, he studied uh, martial arts by, uh, you know, Wing Chun and, you know, many different uh, arts that he studied. But ultimately, he created what he called Jeet Kune Do, which was his own expression of the martial arts, his personal expression, right? His philosophy, his size, his approach, his strategies, um, his temperament, like his 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 martial art embodied who he was, right? And, and and that's one of the key things he teaches. So for me, fit hop is like my my jeet kune do. Um, it's it's the way I express healthy living through hip hop, and I and I feel like other artists would take that same concept, and but they would do it, you know, their way. You know what I'm saying? If Beyonce said, "I want to do an album." dedicated to wellness. You know what I'm saying? Imagine how powerful that would be, how creative that would be, and, and how useful that would be in the culture. Mm -hmm. or, or if money bag yo. You know what I mean? Money bag yo, crazy good shit. You know what I'm saying? I love seeing his workout videos and all that. And, and the way he put his balls together, and he's real confident and he's slick and, and, and clever and witty. You know what I mean? And it just sounds raw and hard. Imagine if that was he was he was uh, directing them bars with you know, um, you know, fitness with with mental health with you know why he's choosing the healthy things he's choosing like we want to hear that you know what I mean so that's the um, that's the challenge man you know what I mean that is the challenge that's the call to action that I put out there with with what I do I don't I don't make fit hop to say like this is mine. You know what I mean? I, I, that's why I call it a genre instead of people saying, oh, that's what stick do. You know what I mean? And, and then people stay away from that. I don't want you to do that. I'll, you're not biting me. Health and wellness is all of our birthright. You know? Hip hop is all we all got hip hop from somewhere else. I ain't we ain't make none of this. So and if you are living any kind of health and wellness uh, practice, you know, and you do music and you or art. Or movies, where the movies at? Any kind of art, you know. Where, where we, Rocky? All right, now we got Creed. What else we got? Yeah. You know what I mean, where the black running movies? Where the, you know what I mean? Where the black martial art movies? Where, where we at with it? You know, it's such a huge opportunity in the wellness space and the entertainment space, right? To you can make a lot of money, you can inspire people, but most importantly, you know, we can. Um, make our culture something that prioritizes well-being and i'm excited about that for the future you know yeah me too i think it's i think it's coming up i think it's like you planted the seeds i think it's there i know there's some people from new york that are doing that um navy blue he's been putting out a lot of albums centered around that and looking into ancestors looking into mental health and wellness uh just like being healthy in general mm -hmm. and then i know megan the stallion just had that big hit where it was focused on just mental health and just like being like being being healthy inside so yeah. i think i think it's coming up and i think like you planted those seeds and they're starting to to develop like over the years and it's to me i'm happy to see it too i'm yeah. very happy to see it me too bro yeah big sean larry june a lot of, lot of folks is you know dropping a, dropping a little something in there man let's turn it up yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. everybody in their own way earl sweatshirt he's part of that group too and he's He's on that wave. There's a lot of people who are who are under the radar, but they're like hip hop heads' favorite like, artists. Mm -hmm. You know, like not like the most popular, but they're there. 
they're there. Totally. Well, Steve, you know, you're also very, very specific about some things that you mentioned in the book. Like you wrote about using the rainforest and other natural systems to guide how you live. Um, you know, do you have other examples uh, that you didn't include in the book, you know, and um, I, I, you know, and how do you bring that same energy into making music? Yeah, well, I mean, just on a basic level, man, I, I believe that um, it's touching nature, just like being in a forest, just being around water, just breathing air, you know, even if it ain't the best quality, it's the air we got, you know, um, uh, those spiritually, I believe those are, um, you know, batteries, you know, those are charging stations, you know, for what, what we are and who we are, you know? So if you go, you, you, you might be sitting up in an office or in a room or in an apartment or whatever, and you, and, and the mind might be cloudy. And then you, you say, all right, let me get out. Let me go buy some trees. Let me go take a walk. Right. I believe, you know, ancestrally, like you are making yourself available and accessible to energy, to creative energy, to um, healing energy, um, just by being in the presence. Um, there's been research done where just the sound of uh, the environment, right, has certain healing effects in our hormone system. Right. I, I, I talk about this in a book, too, uh, about how I even just the sound of rain is a part of my um, creative process, you know, um, and it and is, man, we ain't even scratched the surface, you know, in our modern culture of uh, how uh, we are the environment and the environment is us. My, my oldest son, he was just teaching me some, he's really into like Tesla and um, you know some of those uh, theories, and he was just teaching me that at some I did not know. I was yesterday old when I found this out that uh, electricity is available in the earth, right? Like the power, there's electric current all throughout the earth, not just like in the power lines and all this. It's like where's that coming from? Is the is generated in the earth between the earth and the air, and that that uh those charges of the the air versus the earth create a polarity where there's power, there's actually electricity in the earth. So just putting our feet on the ground, um, you know, is a charge. You know, yes. just just being in natural environments uh heals a re it resets us, it activates our default setting as people. So um, in our cultures, indigenous cultures around the world, we knew that. That's, we, that's why our cribs, we ain't had no floors. You know what I mean? You, you on the ground, you know, to get grounded and to recharge, literally. Yeah. I remember in the book you mentioned, when you talked about your sweat and it's, and it's a libation. And I right. thought, Wow, like okay, like you know, like you're like um the the way that, that you talked about it helps me to even codify things in a way or put it in a certain frame, and uh that's how I feel about sweating. <laughs> Ever since then, I'm like, yeah, it's not a bad thing. I've always known that the body cools off, but when you described it the way that you did in the book, I went, no, that's this is exactly what it is. I'm giving back, mm -hmm. you know, like to the earth, and so but because I'm not disconnected, as you mentioned, everything is 
Yeah. Everything's connected, you yeah. know. And and so I, hmm, you know. And here we go. I got it. Now I want to know something. And okay. this, you know, I keep putting it up. Everybody, the five principles. All right. You are now uh, to me. Um, I mean, you've always been a celebrity, you know, since I heard about you. But now you're, in my opinion, going into the fitness world or in the fitness world even more. And of course, martial arts and healthy eating, healthy cooking, all of that. Um, what inspires you more, focusing on health or hip hop? <laughs> um, it's bigger than hip hop. Hip. Okay. I mean, it's always been bigger, man. Um, to me, it it ain't really no separation though. You know, it's hip hop is the platform. Hip hop is the vehicle, right? But you know. You can have the flyest car, but where you going? You know what I'm saying? You could have a Rolls Royce and Maybach or whatever the car, you know, quote unquote, that's the metaphor of hip hop. But where are we going in the car? And to me, that's the substance part. You know what I'm saying? What is, I can get the microphone, but what is important to talk about, right? It's not just rhyming some words. But how, what uh, what what's the uh, intention behind it? We you know we say Rakim said MC mean what? Move the crowd, right? Mm-hmm. Move the crowd what? Backwards. Move the crowd forward, upward, onward. You know what I mean? So for me, um, there's no. It's like that you have to have the the, the craftsmanship and the skill set of hip hop, but then you have to have you have to live life. You have to have something you believe in, something you're passionate about to 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 make that battery a full thing. Um, and I think a lot of times we we are just um, hip hop as itself is so powerful. The 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 rhythm and the vibration and the repetition of it, just as a, a mantra itself, is so powerful. We out here, uh, we winning, quote unquote. You know, we get into some bags just because the rhythm and the melody and the vibration of it is so powerful, right? Um, it's unstoppable in that way. So, you know, for me, I'm like, well, man, if we if that melody just reminded me to be mindful, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's all, you know what I'm saying? We don't gotta take nothing, nothing away from this energy we got. It's just like directing it. Like, let's turn left with the Maybach, you know what I mean? And let's go to the park, you know what I'm saying? Instead of, Instead of to the drive-by, you know what I'm saying? And, and like, you know, that's the vision um, that I think is so important, man. It's marrying who and what we are already, right, with our um, best intentions for wellness, you know. Job. Please don't settle. Got your cash. Please don't settle. Think all is perfect. Please don't settle. You messed up. Please don't settle. Think you ain't worth it. Please don't settle. Sex is good. Please don't settle. Think you old. Please don't settle. You overweight. Please don't settle. You been homeless. Please don't settle. Got bad credit. Please don't settle. If you single. Please don't settle. You unhappy. Please don't settle. Been divorced. Please don't settle. Think you ugly. Please don't settle. Don't be trifling. Man, do better. 
I can't do it like my grandparents did. Oh, wait. Yeah, I can. Who already got kids? Okay. Met a woman. She was nice and she was smart and she was fine. When it was time to get together, guess what she did? She took her time. And before COVID, what we do, we stand in movie lines. And she loved hip hop too. She loved the fact that I could rhyme. And we went out for months, but she had to pass the test. Think I hate sex before marriage, or can she think for herself? She got a kid that's not messed up. I think she fine. I must step up. Say what I want, no pressure. Know my limits, I won't let ya Take advantage of treasure I know I am, let me tell ya I'm a man, want to help ya Protect you, I just met ya Know I'm good, don't get jealous Don't need jokes, got my letters Roll the buster on betters I try to impress fellas But I stopped on like fellas I like you, can you tell it? You gotta talk the message I was nervous, can't help it I know I wanna get it I don't wanna screw it up Either way, this could go down Just like in the movies, bruh Love at first sight Lust at first bite Scared of the first Like who says it first Why? The way the game goes Who says it first They gon' get hurt I'm looking at her But I can tell that she been burned If she's scheming when I'm real I gotta ask the question Put all my cross on the table Baby, what's your confession? You don't owe me It's not my job to fix you I got your protection I know good sex a weapon We both got our collections I deal I'm not expecting But we both gon' be respected I don't play either protect the black woman, that's my expression Got a mom and got a sister And I know that I got issues But my aim is not to get you I just wanna take some pictures I'm not a treat, I'm trickster I'm a doctor, not just mister My bloodline's got no quitters Want a partner, not a sitter Can't throw me, I'm not a tisha You play games and I'll get rid of You can too and that's the stickler Been through something, don't be better Rockin' with the heavy hitter Yo, my twisted, I'm the regular I got flavors, this ain't skittles Let's just keep it in the Oh man, wow. As, as I'm listening to you, you know, it makes me think about the 5% nation, gods on earth, and how, you know, every time we, yes, sir, peace to the gods. And every time we do something, we build and destroy, you know, basically. I mean, even Picasso said every act of creation is an act of destruction, you know. It is. And so, you know, thinking about, it, and, you know, I hope it don't sound too like I read this book too much, but like, I remember the first encounter you talked about with your cousin, you know, what happened, you know, like with the gun and then, you know, what happened there. But then also the influence of your dad and owning the land, you know, that he has and stuff. And so as, as, as I listen to you always, I always feel like here's an individual who's, as you said, I'm pushing something forward, but it's like you're pushing against something at the same time. Like you're pushing against some type of inertia. And I guess what I like to ask is, what encourages you or motivates you to stay that kind of a course, you know, because everything from let's get free up to, you know, fair hop to me is pushing against an inertia, but it's also pushing with love and passion, especially for love of self, but definitely for blackness, black people, so on and so forth. Just like what like keeps you doing that? Like what like motivates you to, you know, to keep pushing against the current like, like that and be you know successful? It's interesting how you frame that. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push back a little bit, right? For for a purpose of communication, right? Okay. Um, because for me, my early like the way I got into the game of doing doing hip hop, you know, it was about banging against the system. It was about um, <clears throat> the police is uh, you know banging against us, so we banging against the the, the court system the school system, the religious system, economic system, you know, all these things against us. You know, they are, they, we are targets, right? So 
everything that I created, I felt like should serve the purpose of banging against what's against us, right? And that was all the, you know, let's get free. That was revolutionary, but gangster. That was, you know, turn off the radio. All that was banging against that. But I, what I realized, and I believe in yin and yang in, in, the, in, the, in the universal sense, that you had to have balance. And when you, you, when you bang against, 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 right, that energy can turn into uh, an imbalance of uh, dealing with toxic feelings and energy, dealing with criti criticism, critical, always looking for what's wrong, what, what's against, right? And so I learned that at a certain point, just doing my, my meditation, self-work, just living life, reflecting, at a point I learned, what am I for? I know what I'm against, right? I know what I'm against, but what am I for though, right? And how much of, and we talk about legacy, how much of legacy is gonna be about what you was actually for? You know, you can't play defense all day and win the game. You know what I mean? You gotta put some points on the board. And so that's what we aiming for. And so for me, Fit Hop became the, the balance to what, you know, the revolutionary uh, folk, political focus that a lot of dead press music focus on, which is necessary, which is, I believe is important, but it's, it's the things that are against us was the focus. With Fit Hop, I try to kind of in a general sense say, well, these are the things I'm for. You know, I'm for taking some time to meditate. I'm for drinking water. I'm for, you know, growing food. I'm for uh, running. I'm for sweating every day. I'm for, you know, all of the values that we actually uh, want um, to, to manifest, you know, um, is, you know, for me was, is that flip. Um, and, and I, you know, I feel like I, I, didn't, I talked about a lot of things that's against us for a long time in my career. And, and I want to leave on a note of, you know, the things that I would want my grandkids to pick up and, you know, and, and say, yeah, my, my granddad used to long distance run. I'm going a, I'm to a do that, too. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I just throw a Molotov cocktail at the precinct. You know what I'm saying? So. Now, nah, that makes such a big difference. Like, um, like I, I hear stories about my grand, granddad being in like fishing and just being on the water and being in the ocean. And like, that's something that like it stuck with me and it, it has an inner drive. I feel like I need to be by the water. I always feel like I need to be by the water. And when I am, I'm at peace. So it yeah. makes a huge difference just to hear that, to see that for generations to come. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. You got me thinking. Yeah. Cause my grandfather used to walk. I mean, you know, may he rest in peace, but Calvin Orange used to walk after every meal. Now I walk after every meal. Like I said, if I'm, I only really eat once a day when I eat and then I'll get up and go for a two to four mile walk. You know, he would take his stick and just go. And he did daughter winter. He was 87 and he just always went walking. So, I, you know, thank you for that reframing. And with that, though, now I have a question about a narrative that we hear a lot in hip hop. But you actually spoke to it at the beginning of of our time, which is about this disconnect, like how, you know, like. And so now I'm going to go to the narrative, like like if we're in the project. So if we're in the hood, there's a disconnect mm. between us and a forest or between us and a green space or between that. However, 
as I've continued to listen to hip hop, I always heard, I felt like I did, notions of nature in music. You know, you did it. You know, Dead Prez did it. I feel like uh, Erica Badu did it. You know, mm-hmm. Common did it. Uh, most when he was most did it, Outkast did it. So I guess, so my question is, uh, like, do you think nature has had a direct influence on hip hop? And and if so, or if not, what I'd like to know is from your perspective, how? Well, I think there is no, truly, 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 there is no separation in nature. It's all nature. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's just us coming into that awareness right um and i think um hip-hop is an expression of um our our environment right you know what i mean it's it's you know it's on you cannot separate the two so um i think when we own when it's important to recognize nature as the mountains as the trees as the water and it's important to recognize that right that's uh you know beyond words how important it is to just be connected and preserve those things. But, you know, we are nature. Every mineral that's on planet earth is in our bodies, you right? We breathe air. We don't breathe us, we breathe air. We are part, that's a part of us. You know, our lungs don't just work. You know, they, we have to have air. So when we even look at what we are or who we are you cannot separate that from nature you know there's it's impossible you know i mean we have to drink water every day where that come from nature you know what i'm saying so those ecosystems and all that should not be foreign in no kind of way to no human being i don't care if you stay in the projects or the penthouse right no human being is separate from nature um and so, yeah, it's going. You're going to hear that in in traces in different ways, you know, in 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 the music. Um, I think. Um, but the deeper we get into it, through whether it's through spirit, whether it's through science, you know, you'll have uh, more 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 people finding it accessible. Like uh, somebody uh, on the science side that I think is uh, doing great work is um, Jizza from the Wu-Tang and um, you know what I mean? Jizza always is like, he's, he's, a, he's a scholar and, a, and, a, and curious, you know, and he's not afraid to be sharp and smart in his work. In fact, it's what makes his work so excellent. So he, he's studying physicists and, 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 you know, and you know, what is phys- physics is, you know, the study of um, how, how nature works. You know some of the principles of the movements and things of you know nature happening and um so you know those and we might not recognize that you know um as the same thing as you know somebody talking about hugging trees or something but um i think it gives you um the more you can understand um the magnificent uh sophistication of nature Right and respect it, you know, and respect how how um, profound, you know, just learning about nature is. You know, Will Smith, rapper, actor, all his nature programs that he's he's just 
in all these different places with National Geographic is showing you, look how deep this cave goes. Look how deep this, you know, why, why is he doing that? Because through hip hop, he got an opportunity to, to, to uniquely uh, uh, get these, you know, to be a representative, to, to go places that we don't get to go. South Philly, you, ain't, you don't get to go. And so he trying to bring that back. To, to and inspire people like look man the world is bigger than the block the world is bigger you know we are part of this ecosystem so i just think um you know that's that's the key man is like um nature is the bag you know what i'm saying nature is the plug nature is the you know what we want land uh, we want access to to get recharged by being present in nature and we want to uh, pass it to our future generations in a healthy and whole state. So, What's going on, book readers? There's a new text that you should check out. It's entitled Mind Heart for Diversity. Now, this book is also for people who care about issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And for those of you who say, I don't want to hold a book in my hand, fortunately for you, you can also get the book on Audible. So, we want to let you know that this great text is available, Mind Heart for Diversity, written by Dr. Thomas Richard Easley, founder and CEO of Mind Heart for Diversity Consulting, LLC. So we hope that you will check the book and also enjoy the book. Thank you. Well, then he actually answered the last question that we had, okay, you know, about how could rap and hip hop benefit from nature. And I see we have a couple minutes left, but stick, you know what I wanted to do? Being that, you know, you acknowledge that, you know, Bennett is working on a master's in environmental management. You said you might have a question for him. So I just I want to do something that we haven't done. Let me, I'm, Doc's going to shut up and I'm going to ask our guest if you have any questions. I'll say for us, but I'll put Bennett in the high school. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm a forester, I might be able to answer some things too, but yeah. Okay, right on. So I'm a super uh, novice, super, super, super novice, but I'm interested, right? in the forest right is when i'm because i'm when i'm in the forest it just put me in a certain state and i've i've heard uh like in japan they have something called shirin yoku like forest walking forest bathing and what i'm gonna two, i want to ask two questions so for bennett as an environmentalist uh manager what are some of the health benefits of being in nature and then, um, Doc, as for you, um, how do how, what are some ways educators right can use nature in the in the classroom, or or better yet, put the classroom out in nature? So. That's that's a tough one. Well, I think it's is like you were saying before. It's all around us. Like, there's so many things to benefit from from it. There's been some studies talking about ions in the air if you're by water or by a waterfall or by the ocean, like you take that in it'll, and it's, yeah. it's healthy. It's healthy for you. It's healthy for all parts of your body, your mind, everything. Mm. And like you're saying, you're you're at more peace when you go on forest walks or when you're bathing under a tree or just being around that. Mm. Uh, and then think about like all the natural foods that come from nature. Like you can go and you can find berries, you can forage, you can find food that just grows around us. And if we're poisoning the earth, we're poisoning us. It just goes in that circle all around us. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the rest of the questions, I'm going to refer to Dr. 
easily for them. <laughs> so, I think he's he's a real expert on on these questions uh, related to the forest, related to environmental management. I'm still growing. Right on. I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, here we go. Now I'm on the hot seat. Thanks, Bennett. Well, I can say this. When I first went to Ghana, I asked an elder about how did we learn, you know, how to eat food? And he said, well, our ancestors watched the animals, you know, and looked at what they ate. And then that showed us the things we could eat. Then, of course, our own trial and error. Your question about uh, taking the classroom into the outdoors. But what I've noticed is that classroom being indoors for me, and I'm not mad at you, Bennett, okay, because you're an educator. I was an educator too. You know, my mom, that's how I got into it. But I think the classroom setting might be probably the most unnatural way for a person to learn. Uh, I feel like when you're outside in nature, it, it, well, when like you said, it's no separation. So when I'm beyond the walls of a house, I should say, but when I'm in the elements, if you will, that's a classroom in itself. I'm feeling wind that I can't see. I'm watching trees and foliage change as the seasons change, right? So sure. what's happening outdoors tells me how to be. And I think that what's happened is that education uh, has uh, gotten so business in one and has gotten so commodified. And there's a whole story about that. With I can talk Rockefeller. That's a whole different discussion. You know, that's another podcast. But because it's intentional, the way that the education system was set up is that it, in a way, is more so designed to train people to work for someone else. It's not necessarily fully designed for you to be your better self. So when I've done youth programs, and I still do here in Southeast Raleigh, I live here in our, um, I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. So I've done programs there. And of course, in New Haven, Connecticut, we always took the youth outside. The reason we took the youth outside is because we weren't afraid of them being distracted by anything that they saw because we hopefully would be able to address whatever they see. I've taken young people from Raleigh, North Carolina in 95 degree summer weather, you know, being from the South, you know, it's the temperatures on hell. So, and I'm taking them in a full sweatshirt outside and they'll be afraid that a gator is going to get them in the Piedmont. And then by the end of the week, sweatshirts off, they run around, they, they grabbing caterpillars like, you know, their hands are in everything. And so yeah. I think that we kind of do our youth, but any age group a disservice if we're not getting them outside to learn. That goes back to the electrical current part that you pointed out, because when you're in nature, your body actually opens up and you're actually ready to receive, especially if, and this is what I do with youth in particular, if it's like, almost like if, uh, if what I'm saying matches the tone of where they're in. So I'm not yelling when I'm outside and I don't have to, I don't even have to yell to get their attention. I can just say, all right, one, two, and then they start counting behind me and they're ready because they're in the natural environment. They're in where they're supposed to be. They're outside and they're breathing. They're feeling better. They have their water. So I just think that we, if we took the classroom, let nature be our classroom as my grandfather who was indigenous taught me, those trees are your family. Mm -hmm. I ain't get I'm like, yeah. what? Those trees are your family. What what does that mean? 20 years later after he passed and I look back at it, I'm like, wow, the trees tell me how to exist. In forestry, you, we use competitive terms, which is not how nature is. You know, we'll say the trees are in competition with each other. No, they're not. The trees are doing what they're supposed to do. They're growing. Those that get more sunlight grow faster. Those that don't grow smaller. But the trees don't hate each other. The trees aren't at each other. They're just doing what they do. And I think that's how we should be teaching and have our kids. And the structure makes them compete against each other. I know that was a long-winded answer, but I hope that I hope I hope I did answer your question. Yeah, and yeah. I, I wanna I wanna add something onto that too. Um, yeah. When I was studying education, 
my the person I was writing the paper with, he would always tell me, Dominic Delfos, he would always say there's a difference between schooling and education. And what Dr. Easley described was was education, where it's looking at the whole person, looking at society, looking at everything. And schooling is just teaching somebody how to be a specific way or trying to get somebody to be housed to be a specific way. And mm -hmm. I thought it was, yeah, he just, yeah. he killed it. Indeed, yeah. Sure. Thanks for the question, sir. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's what's wow. up. Well, well, Stick, look, I um, like I said, I, I I can't thank you enough, and I can't. Okay, you get tired of it, so I won't. I'll, I'll leave it alone. Yeah. But I really, seriously, am honored uh, that you came here on our podcast. It is an honor for me to talk to someone who influenced me to change how I eat, how I think, how I read. Hey, I'm 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 an artist. How I rap, how I make music. You influenced that for me and to be able to talk to you, see you in real time. And I also want to say this, Benny, he looks younger than he did when Let's Get Free came out. I just want to point that out, okay? <laughs> so, as a so as a person who's like aging correctly, which is backwards, you know, I just, just want to say thank you. And uh, you don't need encouragement from me, no, but I just want to just encourage you, sir, just to please continue because we're people like me and Benny, we're watching, we're, we are listening, we are supporting. Okay, we are supporting with our words as well as our dollars, and we really um, hope that things continue to go well for you and progress. And I just want to see if my brother has anything else he wants to say too, because I, I don't want to be the last one to talk. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he he, you just captured everything. Like we're following, or I'm following your footsteps. I'm following both your footsteps, and like it's made a huge difference in my life, whether I knew it or not. Uh, just like from all the other music that I've heard from artists who've been around you uh, hearing on the Chaffelle show just everything uh, and then reading that book it got me doing push-ups again it got me working out again so yeah it's there it's needed thank you man I'm you know this is our our journey you know what I'm saying the, us as brothers and everybody listening you know this is our journey it's not about me the five principles are you know, knowledge, nutrition, exercise, rest, and consistency. And that's universal. That's the that's the fundamentals to just a, a wellness foundation for our lives. You know, how how we think about things, mindset matters. You know, nutrition ain't this diet versus this one. It's listening to your gut. You know what I mean? It's, you know, finding the fitness that you can stick with that satisfies you so you can enjoy that discipline. It's recovering, it's respect and rest, it's staying inspired. So that's what my book is about. That's what the mission is about, you know, and I think um, if we can create an environment of, you know, uh, intentionality around wellness, you know, it's always gonna be bigger than hip hop. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. Yeah, I heard the last quote, everyone, is bigger than hip hop. Uh, that was another outstanding episode of the Hardwood Podcast, uh, talking with Stickman of, of Dead Press. We hope that you all, uh, well, we know that you did. You heard something that will be inspirational, but, but also gave instruction, okay, on things that you can do to improve yourself, your health, your family, your environment. And so for me and Bennett, we want to thank you for tuning in today. We want to thank you for being uh, regular supporters and listeners. And we want to encourage you to continue to listen to us and 
Don't forget to go out and get Stickman's book, The Five Principles. It is available. And uh, matter of fact, give you something to add to your repertoire for yourself. It's okay to be revolutionary but gangster. So check it out and learn more, grow more, and let's get free and be healthy. Peace. Salute. Thank you, guys. Yeah.